0: welcome back to Draycott Diaries everybody this month we have a very wonderful guest called Natalia Wills who a lot of people will know in the village it's a really hot Day. It's two days on from the winning of the ladies' European Cup, so we're all feeling a little bit euphoric about that. And keeping the female theme going, I want to know a little bit more about the WI. So clearly there is a large group, of Rodney Stoke and Draycott WI, and Natalia Wills has been kind enough to come, and she's done some research and is also going to talk to me a little bit about being a b- participant and also what the well, what the mantra is of the WI going through. And before we start talking, what I'd really like to do is bust the myth of the rather, sometimes the rather fusty opinion people can have of the WI of making cakes and making jams endlessly. Because from everything that I've researched and seen so far, it seems quite the opposite in the way that Even though that was part of it, as we'll find out in the history, it's very much a very modern organisation in its its thoughts. So we're going to find out right from the beginning through to present day. So, Natalia, a very warm welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here. So, let us, if we may, go back to to the historical start of the of the WI, the only bit I know, having looked up, is that it started in nineteen fifteen. But I think there's a little bit more of a history to it than that. So I'd love you to fill us in.
1: Well, the first Women's Institute was actually formed in Canada by a group of women there that were working for more sort of rights to study in science, etc., for girls. And uh, the first WI was formed in 1897 uh, in Stony Creek, Ontario. So from there, we've got uh, a member of their WI, coming of the Canadian WI, coming across to the UK. And uh, during the First World War, when it was 1915, um, this lady had an idea that actually having a WI here to help the war effort would be great. And uh, so the first WI was actually formed in Wales, in Anglesey, in Wales, and it was mostly to help the rural communities, and also to help getting more involved in producing food for the WI uh, for the World War One, and there was a, a lot of the drive to help with making winter clothing, etc., for the troops as well.
0: Okay, and am I right that even though it was initially. Uh, for for the WI in the more rural areas, there was a strong link with the suffragettes and Women's Guild. Would that be true?
1: So the suffrage movement actually started in mid-19th century and it was to do with campaigning for women's right to vote. Of course, yes, there is a, a link to that because you have women who are very strong who have got very strong opinions and also very strong drive to have equal rights, who are involved in both the, suff- the suffrage movement and also the WI.
0: OK, so it, it, right from the beginning, it was seen as a fairly strong feminist group, really, and to this day, it's still a strong feminist group.
1: Yeah, so the first WIs were obviously to help with the effort, the, w, the World War One effort, but you also have those that are campaigning for equal rights, um, for more social housing and things like that and so together it becomes a force sort of to be reckoned with. It
0: was one of the first resolutions, wasn't it, this counter to social housing?
1: Yes, yeah, so the there were a number of different campaigns, if you like, or things that women wanted to to have different in the community because of course during the first world war a lot of women were taking up jobs that were predominantly uh, for men and then when men went to war women were taking up those roles and when men came back women were sort of going back to the jobs that were considered to be for women only and uh, surprise uh,
0: we don't all have to be stuck in the kitchen. No, indeed. Absolutely. And and it's always excited me, actually, when you when you go back in history, because it was that time where the men went away and the women, you know, were doing men's jobs that actually proved they were doing them really, really well. I mean, I might even go as far as to say at times we were doing it better. But hey, we don't want to get down that road, do we? We'll have people throwing things at my podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, a bit that I heard, I don't know whether this is mythology or whether this is true, but... Even though, as I said, we're looking at it from the sort of the rural point of view, I believe also there were ladies in posh houses, you know, like in huge piles, who were frustrated by the fact that the lineage of any kind of massive property would always go to the male and were very supportive of female groups, both the suffragettes and and the WI when it started. Because it could indeed lead to their empowerment, even Absolutely. in that field of things. Was that true? And did they send some of their staff, for want of a better word, to help instruct with some of the women, to teach them how to preserve foods and, and cook and to do all the things we were talking about earlier?
1: Absolutely. And there were a lot of ladies and women of stuff upper classes that were involved in the suffrage movement as well and they would be putting their money towards the empowerment of other women so using the tools that were available to them to support and empower other women so that it wasn't just those that were perhaps in lower classes, that couldn't afford things, that wanted better lives. It was also all the women that had those privileges perhaps, but they could see that, like you say, their, for example, daughters couldn't inherit or that they could vote and things like that. And so there was a lot um, to say for those that in upper classes and say they were comfortable living and yet they weren't to support that cause
0: and also I think another th- thing that I've liked when we we've talked about it we we had a chat before we're on this circle now where we're coming back to very much to environmental issues and make do amends and stuff well that was very much the initial idea of the WI wasn't it
1: yeah so the the whole thing about make do and mend, and during the both world wars, where there was such shortage of things, you've you've had to make do with what you had. Actually, during the Second World War, uh, the W.I. got over one thousand four hundred pounds and those money. That's a lot of money worth of sugar to um, that was given to the fruit preserve um, centres to create uh, to save over 1,600 tonnes of produce going to waste. So when we're talking making jam, which is often associated, this is not just making jam because jam is nice. I love jam. I love jam. But it's because we don't want to waste that
0: produce
1: and we're also making something that will sustain the communities that
0: will provide food
1: for others. So very important.
0: So well, from the light-hearted sort of side of it, when we um we sit with our Victoria sponge and our and our apricot jams if we go to a fete or stuff that you know the essence of it is that goes right back to sustaining food for yes. the troops and for the week. and also Natalia when we talk about these resolutions that the WI vote for, do, does does WI then and does it now still have power in government?
1: Absolutely. So because it's the largest women's organisation in the UK, it's got a lot of power in terms of putting resolutions forward to go to Parliament. And every year we have members putting resolutions forward and then they get voted on by all the other members. And um, the resolution that gets voted for can go to Parliament for consideration so things like Care Not Custody and Keep Britain Tidy, all that sort of, all these campaigns, the WI has a lot of power to take it to government, to lobby government. Although it's a non-political organisation, we have that power to lobby government for change and we brought about a lot of change.
0: And also the WI doesn't suffer fools, does it? Because I remember, gosh, how many years ago it was, Tony Blair was using... The platform, I think it was a WI sort of annual meeting, everybody was coming, I've forgotten what the word is now. But anyway, he tried to make some political statement and the women there were not having any of it and gave him a slow hand count.
1: Well, as I say, the WI is not a political, non-religious organisation. We're there to empower women through change. We don't need, there is enough of politics going around to be a platform elsewhere. We don't need that to make change.
0: Tell me a bit about the hymn Jerusalem, because I've done a few talks to to WIs in the area, including Draycott and uh, Rodney Stoke. But the, the hymn, when I come along, I have to confess, I don't know all the words, and I do tend to be a bit mumbly. But when you actually look at the words... And I think they were written by William Blake mm, talk that's about that's right. period, yeah, that's right. Uh, they are I mean they're quite militant almost you know, bring me my chariot, bring me my spear, bring me this, bring me that I mean you know it's it's not for the faint hearted, is it well
1: it's a very strong um song, well, the poem was very strong, it was inspired by the uh, sort of the, the legends that or the stories that William Blake would have heard about Jesus coming to Britain particularly Glastonbury so nice close to home oh, yeah. and when it was written it was to show that we've we can have this wonderful world and change in this country and then in um, 1916 Hubert Parry put the words to music because during the first world war, This was a very strong then song to boost morale and raise the spirits, but also it echoes all the things that the WI stands for and how the WI works and you know the the things that we get involved in. So the WI are asked to have this song adopted. And it was then performed by the W.I. ladies at the Royal Albert Hall. But in 1924, it was sang at the national meeting in, of Women's Institutes in London. And from then on, it, it became a hymn. It was adopted to become a hymn. So does every sing?
0: W.I. sing?
1: You don't have to sing it. But when you, and we very much look forward to greeting you at our, at our September meeting. Oh, we will you. be singing it.
0: I will be singing. I'm going to know the words by then.
1: Well, we will help you along. <laughs> we'll sing louder. <laughs> so we all and maybe slower so we all follow but not every wi has to sing it now it's okay. not a requirement but because it's such a strong song mm-hmm. and evokes such strong feelings that majority of the wis are still singing it
0: and also i noticed we in you know, the commonwealth games you at the moment it's used as the anthem for that isn't it
1: it's a very powerful song and um i believe it was one of the top songs, sort of voted that people wanted it as a sort of an extra national anthem, or mm. because it does have those strong words, yeah. even though it was written sort of yeah. two centuries ago. It's Still and relevant.
0: WI members, there are some fairly big celebrities, aren't there? WI members. Well, a few. We've got. We've who, got who the biggest might one. Be
1: a we might have
0: as the Queen. Oh well, that's fairly big in the celebrity. Yeah,
1: probably as big as you can as you can get, <laughs> yeah. and it's lovely. So she's obviously been a member at her local WI, and we've got up and down the country. Anyone can be a member of the WI. Any anyone living as a woman can be a a WI member. So we might have a few more celebrities that we might not know about that not as uh, open. Uh, so it's, it's not like
0: Alcoholics on. Anonymous, it's not that you can't tell me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's probably I don't know them all. <laughs> no, indeed,
0: indeed. Well, you're a celebrity in your own right. You were president for how long? And when were you president? I was a president for two years
1: from 2017 to 2019. Okay,
0: okay. And what has it meant to you? I mean, let's talk about the community of Drake Up and Rodney Stoke. How how long have you been a member? How long have you been here? How and what has it meant to you?
1: I first joined WI in 2015, partly because my husband probably wanted the Thursday evenings once a month to himself, <laughs> watching football. So the, my first meeting was lovely. I was I was welcomed. It was very interesting. And I thought, yes, this is not just Jam in Jerusalem. I love it. And I became a press officer because I like taking notes. And from then, it just, uh, it was a great journey. And uh, there were lots of exciting moments for me as a member, and uh, long
0: may it continue. You know. what was the mantra you were saying to me when we were having a cup of tea before we started? What What do you believe the mantra is of the of, of the WI today?
1: So the our mission is can sort of in in three um is threefold. It's WI is here to inspire you. So every meeting is different you have different speakers or different activities for example this December we're going to have cocktail making for members only so it's not lovely for a oh, Christmas gosh. meeting I might, uh, I might
0: have we've... to buy myself in
1: absolutely <laughs> it's totally worth it or you could have lampshade making and things like that and um, it's inspiring you to do things that you may not have thought of doing before so you might look at the program and think do I really want to, you know, listen to uh, a, a talk about bird watching? But then you might take it up because you just don't know. The next thing is WI is everything you want it to be. So it is there to give you that platform, to give you that friendship, that new knowledge. And if you want to get involved in campaigns, It's great. You don't have to.
0: Let's just talk about some of those campaigns. Remind me of those I'm missing. I mean, obviously, you know, this has gone through the last century, but, you know, there's the Keep Britain Tidy. It's Mm -hmm. the environmental issues. It's equal pay for men and women. Mm -hmm. You know, this fight against hunger, this fight against loneliness. I mean, these are just a few of the issues, aren't they? I mean, they're big Mm -hmm. subjects. And moving it into where we are going now with LGBTQ+, the WI, you know, as I said right from the beginning, we want to bust this myth of it being dusty and stuff because is it not true that at last Gay Pride get-together that the WI actually adopted the Gay Pride colours? So we've ch- we changed the colours of the
1: logo to reflect uh, sort of our mission and also our support for the LGBTQ plus communities so we are definitely at the forefront and also supporting the the campaigns etc that is to do with equality issues.
0: Natalia just coming back to a point we talked about earlier we were talking about environmental issues that the WI were involved in can you give us a little bit more detail about that?
1: At the moment, the uh, climate change is at the forefront of everybody's thoughts. We want to save the planet. But actually, the WI has been campaigning for years. One of the resolutions in 1927, so almost 100 years ago, was around oil pollution at sea and also at coastal areas. In the 1970s, we were asking for a policy on recycling waste. We were campaigning in in this century around microplastics, so the pl- plastic waste that is ending up in our oceans, rivers, etc. So actually WI has been involved and has been at the forefront of this movement uh, around climate change around changing our environment for the better for the future generations
0: because we think it's a new thing but you're saying it's right back into the 20s and the 70s so
1: absolutely it's it's come more to the forefront because it's becoming a really a real emergency it, there is an emergency now but may arguably it may have been prevented way before it got to this point if we'd perhaps worked more on the things that were being presented by the women in the WI back in the last century, almost 100 years ago. We can still do it, though, so we've just got to keep fighting for
0: our environment. We are. We will. Okay. well, let's go on to a slightly uh, sensitive subject, maybe in some ways. But we are in um, very much in an age of gender fluidity, aren't we? So if a... Man who identifies as a woman wants to join the or or young man wants to join the WI. Is that part of the WI's mission?
1: So we've got a transgender policy. So anyone who's living as a woman can become a member of the WI. We don't need to see any proof or any anything like that. If somebody is living as a woman, according to our constitution and according to our rules, we will welcome that person as a WI member.
0: Because as it, it, you said at the beginning, you know, the nice thing is it's not a judgmental organisation in any way at all. And going back to the 1980s, I mean, the, again, the WI were very involved in making people aware of the HIV antivirals, and uh, there's that word you and I were struggling with earlier on, which is immune... Immunity. <laughs> we're still struggling with it. <laughs>
1: Yes, immunosuppressant C. So it's the the campaign was very much about more information about HIV and AIDS and more support for people who live with HIV and AIDS. So that was the, the biggest sort of campaign of the nineteen eighties for the WI.
0: And again, that was very inclusive, wasn't it? Because people were very sensitive about AIDS in the eighties and, and often people were feeling quite isolated and rejected by it so for an organization to open its arms and go you know we're here to help support and get information for was really important
1: absolutely and also it just it does show that while the organization is open to women or anyone living as a woman the campaigns are there for everyone we, we care about the community, our local communities, wider communities. And it is not just the campaigns for women's rights. It is campaigns for the whole of the population, uh, men, women, yeah, children,
0: etc. Well, that's good to know. And I think there was one person in the village who we would like to talk about today because if it's okay with you I'd like to dedicate this program to a lady who was very special to all of us called Alison Quill. Her husband has given me permission to talk about her today because it's fairly sensitive in the way that Alison, she died on April the 1st of this year. It was a massive loss to the community and particularly the WI because she had been president for Three years up to the two weeks before she died—is that right? Yes,
1: yeah, So Alison was president for three years from 2019. Although she passed away just before sort of our general meeting, she had written her president's report that was read out at the meeting. It was really moving and it was uh, really beautiful to have that—you know—her wo- her words at our annual meeting of our W.I. and it meant. A lot that she was so involved and that the WI was there for for everyone and she cared so much about it and she had a little bell didn't she so we uh, there is a, a bell that the president of the WI would ring to start the meeting because if you've ever been to a WI meeting ladies will chat a lot. <laughs> so this is a polite way to say it's time for us to stop chatting, yeah. gather together to sing Jerusalem.
0: Yeah. And at her funeral, uh, Jan, one of your members, she did ring the bell, and they also did sing Jerusalem at her funeral, which was including quite a lot of Abba songs. Actually, we were all up on our feet singing that. And but um what do you? I mean, I was talking to John. I'll let you sort of put it in your own words what do you think the wi meant to alison
1: well alison was very involved in the community as a whole and it was she was there to inspire and empower other women and she was she was a
0: businesswoman wasn't she, she yes yeah, was so
1: very busy woman and yet she found the time and the passion to support the wi in every way possible and be there every meeting to sort of to cheer everyone up and uh to start off on a good note and yeah and it was very much a community thing as well as
0: I think also a bit like me really she'd lived in the village for a while before she really realized what it could be for her and I think when she came along and joined the first meeting she was just blown away and i know john was saying that the friends that she made the wi you know, literally, were by her side to the day she died, and how much it meant to her that that support and love that she got. And I think that's tangible proof about a female organisation coming together. And you said something rather lovely about it. What did you say? To her? So, Alison has always
1: done a lot for the WI and it's not just running the meetings there's a lot of work going on in the background and she was involved in every aspect from creating posters to um, supporting any fundraising etc but during our lockdowns we had meetings on Zoom which she organised as well and so To me, she was always this beacon of light for the WI to carry us through. We are now one of the largest, well, we are the largest WI in the Cheddar Valley. And that is largely due to her carrying us through those years of the pandemic. Despite her illness, despite being unwell, she was there for others. She just bringing strength to others whilst she may not have been well. And that's just a mark of a wonderful woman. And... She was definitely that light during those dark evenings during the pandemic that we all gathered on Zoom and and beyond that. So I I feel really honoured to have worked alongside Alison and been involved in a number of things with her.
0: Oh, that's a really lovely tribute to her, and um, she's my next door neighbour. So I, uh, my memory is standing next to banging so- saucepans during COVID, supporting the NHS.
1: Well, mine being mermaids and then <laughs> <and> Blair's Panto.
0: <laughs> oh, right. and also I do remember. I think I uh, um, uh, raising the um, the old glass of prosecco, which I know she was very keen on.
1: Oh, very. Yes. Yes. Uh,
0: they still marked her sixtieth birthday, actually, um, even though that was a few weeks after she died. And uh, I think ample prosecco was was drunken. so we toast the memory of Alison, and also let us finish with a with a with a positive note again. Just to mention, we have won the football. Hurrah. <laughs> yeah, the women's football, and uh, we may be having our third female prime minister. Um, so women are still going from strength to strength and I hope Natalia Wills thank you so much for talking to us today and I hope your WI continues to go from strength to strength and I'm looking forward to coming talking to you about my, my life with a guide dog and let's just as I said leave this with a marvellous toast to Alison Quill to Alison Quill <laughs> What a privilege to have talked to you Natalia and heard about not only the history of the WI but also about what it means today in our community so thank you so so much. A few other people I would like to mention one would be Rob Elliott who recorded and edited this program. A thank you to Brenda Apted who helped me with so much of the research and resource and photographs which made everybody giggle and most of all I'd like to thank Alison's husband John Quill for allowing me to dedicate this to Alison and may we all as a community and the WI thank you Alison wherever you are for the inspiration you left and we will hopefully carry that forward in everything we do in the village and I know in the very heart of the WI. Thank you.